Welcome back, everyone, to yet another edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets show presented by our fine sponsor, Bet Rivers. Fellas, before I ask about how your evening was last night, your learnings from college basketball, a quick round of applause for us and all the fine supporters. 1,000 subscribers. Yes, thank you. Milestone has been reached. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, we thank you. We hope that we can now raise our, our ability to deliver a show that's worthy of its own podcast feed. Yes, check out Spotify and other notable pl- platforms. The show will be broadcasted on those uh, on a daily basis. If you happen to miss the actual video live show. Um, yes, Jim, 1,000. I know. <laughs> like wow. Cham- Come a long way. Photo. It's a good, it's a good oh, like one, it. Jim. That's great. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to take a photo of that. We'll, uh, we'll archive stuff. it. Um, I'm Matt. One guy is Jim. The other guy is Kai. Kai, we live in Chicago and it is brutally we cold. Jim lives in a desert uh, voluntarily. Jim, how are you out there? And what did you learn last night watching uh, shooty hoops on the hardwood? Uh, it's it's great. Um, it's wonderful out here, Matt. So enjoy your freezing weather. But EC ripped my heart out. They had the near buzzer beater to send it to overtime. Underwood have won if it missed. Tulane would have won if it missed. Lose, <laughs> lose in OT. Uh, but that was just one of a many, a multitude of wild shots last night. Yeah. We had the Texas Tech covering the, the closing spread on a buzzer beating half quarter. Thank you. Uh, Syracuse had an insane runner three, two threes in the final 10 seconds to cover yeah. their game. Same guy. You had a near buzzer beater to win. VMI had a buzzer beating cover from the corner on a three. Temple had a late game winner. We had two other OT games. I think Missouri State, State had a near buzzer. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. bonkers last night. A lot of fun finishes. Hopefully get more of the same tonight, Kai. Hey, you know what? My takeaway is, guys, uh, knee-jerk reactions are stupid. I'm talking about That's Villanova. It. I'm talking about people that said Villanova's done and not good and uh, they suck after one or two games. Not true. They, what do they do? They go ahead and beat Xavier Seton Hall and then beat Creighton by 30. Stop it. They're good, Matthew. They're number six in Ken Palm again. All's right with the world. Villanova's good. Didn't really even make shots last night. It was just a thoroughly dominant defensive performance. Yeah, it's almost like they're a good team, Matt. It's almost like they're a good team. They can beat you in a variety of ways, Kai. Yes, never doubt Jay Wright in the Villanova way. 26 Um, minutes for Brian Antoine. That's Uh good for us. We like him. I'm going to raise him to like 105 (laughs) my power rates when I see him play more than 20 minutes. That's not a good thing for me. Hey, my takeaway, uh, I'm going to beat the old Micah Shrewsbury drum because my Nittany Kitties are quietly sitting at two and two in the Big Ten, two straight wins mm. at home against Indiana, much to our chagrin. They made every shot under the sun in that game. Then to follow that up in sort of a tempting letdown spot going to Chicago, uh, taking down Northwestern that took a ton of money yesterday. So shoving it up the ass of a lot of people who are on the Purple Kittens there. Um, I like this ball club. It's not deep. It's not super talented, but they play hard. And I like Shrewsbury's offensive system. I was beating the drum all off season, and it's good to see some of those um, projections come to fruition. So it's a little bit of a selfish moment there for me on my soapbox. Uh, hey, let's go to the outline here. We have some Big Ten showdowns. We're starting off with two at the top of the outline. First of all, my alma mater, Indiana, will be hosting Ohio State. Kai, this is the all-time spot for my Hoosiers, man. They just cannot seem to play a complete 40-minute game. A lot no. of that is rooted in the fact that they have some issues to put it lightly at the point guard position, which <sighs> manifests in late game, poor execution. You can put some blame on Mike Woodson's shoulders. Uh, mm. I'm inclined to do a little bit of that. I have not seen a very clear directive to get your all American the ball when he needs it. Um, yes. But I think it's Ohio state. This matchup's too juicy to turn down. Yeah. Rotations, not the greatest from old Mike Woodson so far. Point guard played terrible. Yeah. Matt, 
I'm going back to the IND well. Uh, the market agrees. It's up to three and a half now. Me too. Um, I liked it at a smaller number. We're getting TJD versus Liddell Fireworks. That's fun. That's going to be a great matchup. Uh, it's the first Big Ten home game for IU in the, we're going to call it the post-COVID era. What I mean by that is there's fans in the stands. Um, so that's got to be huge, man. I assume your assembly hall is going to be rocking here. Ohio yes. State's coming in fat and happy at 3-0 and in the Big Ten. Uh, but they nearly lost to Nebraska, Jim. IU needs this game like blood. I think it's their game. Spot steps up. Spot steps up. One more time. Spot sets up well for them. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah, you Got did it. it. Good, good job, Kai. Um, yeah, it. no, I, the, I'm very into the spot. I wouldn't lay over three. So maybe if you see a little buyback, I would be mm-hmm. in on the Hoosiers. Uh, but yeah, Kai, you talked about the rotations. Like they have point guard problems, but half their lineups have two point guards on the floor. It's like these guys aren't good. I don't yeah, know. Right. You don't need to go dual point guard with the Tennessee yeah. and Xavier Johnson together. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed because I think we're going to have cross match with TJD and Liddell. I feel like Thompson will guard Liddell and, yeah. and Key might guard TJD. So I, I'd love to see those guys squared off head to head more. But um, man, yeah, I, it's just the spot, the home. I have to go towards the Hoosiers here. I don't have a ton of like great matchup angle lenses here, Matt, but it's Hoosiers for me in this one. Yeah, I mean, the only matchup thing for me is that I think Ohio State really needs to score from the inside out. Um, I just don't think you can bank on those guards. I know Sotos has had moments. I know Branham's had moments, but they're young. Had Ten moments. Had, had many moments last <laughs> game. Yeah, I think he comes back down to earth pretty quickly here on the road as a young guard. And Race Thompson, man, I don't know who they're going to throw on Liddell. I think he's a pretty good fit. He's quick laterally. I know he's longer. Liddell can probably go through him. And Liddell's just so damn good. Like, he's going to score over pretty much anyone that guards him. But he's a pretty good neutralizer. So I think IU has a lot of uh, elements that settle well for them. So go Hoosiers. A second Big Ten showdown. Let's keep on going down the outline here. Jim, your buzz cut Badgers are hosting the Iowa Hawkeyes. This line opened at minus one and a half, got bet up to three, three and a half at some shops right now. Tyler, I'm sorry, Tyler, Johnny Davis, um, just casually a top five projected pick, top 10, depending on what NBA draft boards you're looking at, um, just took Purdue to the woodshed. Is this a letdown for Scotty? Um, or are we sort of seeing the emergence of a true star in a team that's been probably undervalued the last few weeks. Yeah. I, th- I think they're probably a little undervalued just because of their performances without Davis, like the Nichols Providence. near loss, the home loss to Providence. Yeah. It's dragging them down a little bit in the rankings. Really that, that Ohio state game was the only one that I was like unimpressed with a team at full strength. I guess Illinois mm-hmm. state, they kind of let back in late, but full strength, this Wisconsin team has been terrific. We get another battle of stars here, Kai, not, not guarding each other, but more Murray on the floor. Yeah. It's like two of the top three scorers in the entire country. I believe awesome. Kofi's up there too. Uh, I remember last year we were all over Wisconsin at home against Iowa. We were like, all right, this is a big home spot for them. The Cole center's huge. Mm-hmm. And then Iowa came in in there and was just absolutely on fire from downtown. And I, I, I think they could do it again. I strangely lean towards the over. I think both teams can score in this one, uh, but no side for me, Kai. I think the number's about right. Mm-hmm. Gut wants yeah. to back Wisconsin, but I, I, I can't quite get there. Yep. Yeah, a couple things here. Uh, I was one and three on the road, but those road losses are tough. I mean, they lost to at Purdue, at Iowa State, two of the best home courts in the country, and they they beat Virginia, um, which they were dominating that team until they let them beat come back in. Beat Virginia, yes. Train. Train. Yeah. It's their best song by far. It is. Uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Six and one at home this year. And Jim, you mentioned it. The one game they dropped was without Johnny Davis. They're very good at the Cole Center, of course. Is it a letdown spot, Matt, after the big Purdue win? Um, I, I don't really like betting against the Badgers at the Cole Center. So it's probably a stay away for me. 
I think we see a lot of points in this game. If I'm leaning anything, it's going to be the over. You got the number three offense in the country in Iowa, and and, and that same team has the 141st best defense. I think we're going to see a lot of points. Yeah, just a parallel here for um, Indiana and Iowa. Both teams sitting at one and two in the Big Ten. You just don't want to fall to one and three. I think you could argue there's a little bit of a desperation, a little extra oomph coming out with the energy on, on both of those sides there. Um, yeah, torn in this one. Gut leans Wisconsin, but I think the price is is pretty tight right now. So no official bet for me. Jim, the total's 147. Wild to see a buzz cut total up on the high 140s, but I do think they can score and uh, Iowa will let them will want to run. And I think Wisconsin yeah, is more willing than we've seen in the years past, too. That total is highly reflective of Iowa's Iowa, yes. imbalance towards the offensive end of the court. Yeah. All right, Kai, we're going to go to a game that figures to play a lot more towards a grind. Um, this excited. is a fun late add to the schedule. Uh, two phenomenal basketball programs. The smartest guys in the room got together, got on the horn, scheduled a nice little game here in the midst of some COVID cancellations and schedule reshuffle. San Francisco and Loyola Chicago will be doing battle tie in the middle of Utah in a mm-hmm. what we believe to be a community college gym. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Salt Lake City Community College. Such an awesome game. I'm so happy this is happening. Uh, knock on wood. I mean, we still have an hour to go here. Uh, Loyola took some heavy money this morning. The line got up to three. It It still is three at Bet Rivers, Matthew. Wink, wink. Don't understand. Uh, Which seems crazy to me. The Dons are healthy. Um, There's no one out in this game. The Ramblers haven't played since the 10th of December. I mean, that's a long, long layoff. You're going against a good team in San Francisco. I think Tape and Masalski have a huge advantage inside for San Francisco. And Bouye is the game breaker of the game. Loyola has no game breaker, Jim. They just have every single position extremely solid. Everyone's just a solid player. San Francisco has a little bit more stars. And Todd Golden, analytic mastermind, he knows what Lola's trying to do. They're trying to shoot threes, a ton of threes. He's not going to let that happen. He's taking that away. I'm leaning Don's plus three. Yeah, I think these two teams are really evenly matched in a complete vacuum. And this isn't quite a vacuum with Loyola's long layoff. So Mm -hmm. uh, definitely leaning towards the points here. Matchup concern would be Williamson cutting off the head of the snake. For, yep. for uh, San Francisco, if he just blankets Bouye and takes him out of the game. We saw what can happen with San Francisco's offense uh, on that road trip down to Arizona where Bouye had two bad games and the mm-hmm. offense like couldn't crack 50 points in either game. So uh, that's the concern, Matt. But, man, I, I lean towards the under, and I just, I've got to take the points here with, with uh, Loyola coming off that long pause. Yep, I will be doing so as well, and that will be my official best bet I will unveil here early. Uh, the Dons, Jim, you mentioned, yes, I should have my Dons swag. Ooh, love that. Or show prep for me. Um, <laughs> Jim, you mentioned the concern about Lucas Williamson, one of the best on-ball defenders in college basketball, blanketing Bouye. I like that Bouye is more of a passive guard. He doesn't try and force the action a lot. And they have Gabe Stefanini and Khalil Shabazz, two strong secondary shot maker scorers that I think can score enough. Like I said, what appears to be a low-scoring game to put the Dons over the edge. And then the coming off Paul's factor for Loyola, you just have no idea what their preparations really been like the last week or two. So go Dons. Um, I think yeah. the early money is confused slash drunk. I don't know why you'd bet Loyola to minus three with how good San Francisco is. Market been. never what? rides the teams off pauses. It always fades them. So like, this is very odd to see. Yeah. yeah beware. They must. Nah, we know better. There's no one out. We know the roster is going to be good for San Francisco. So um, trust us. Yeah, Take the Dons right now and thank us later. <laughs> Knox Furiosa, what does we always must whenever we get cocky? Yeah, uh, hey, we're staying West Coast, though. Uh, little Pac-12 showdown. Cal, Jim, the Bears have been quietly a mini ATS wagon so far. They are hosting the Trojans, who, if you look closely at their results, have not been as dominant as I think we saw early on this season. 
Um, it's a short spread. I'll be honest. My gut was leaning USC, and I don't like betting the Trojans on the road, but I think it's a good matchup for them. Um, I think Cal runs into a little bit of a brick wall here. Yeah, Cal's big thing is kind of their interior strength, and USC is probably better inside. Uh, another team coming off a mega long pause, though, and the number is probably low because of that. Um, yeah, I mean, like I came into the season thinking Cal was terrible, and I was wrong. Like they're they're competent, they're feisty, but this does feel so short. Like th- th- you, if you're on five with Cal, I could see them getting down like nine in the second half, and you're just like, well, this offense has no prayer of scoring against USC and, and getting back inside the number. So it's a hard stay away from me, given some of the the mystery factors on both sides with the pause and the how will Cal score question. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Kai, do you have anything stronger on it? Uh, well, I know Cal's top 100 now in Kimpon, which is crazy. Uh, five straight wins. They have the best ATS record in the Pac-12, too. 11-3, and 8-1, and Matt, against the spread in their last nine games. Mm-hmm. So they are playing very well here. And like Jim said, USC's been off for a while. Uh, December 18th. They haven't lost, though. They're undefeated. They haven't played a super great schedule. They, they won at Wazoo. They beat San Diego State on neutral, who was shorthanded, I think, and they beat uh, Utah at home. That's about it. And maybe Cal's interior strength kind of negates USC, USC a little bit. Cal's extremely good on the glass. Um, USC tends to dominate everybody they play in the paint. Maybe can't do that against Cal. Probably going to be hard for them to score, but I'm probably leading Cal here. It is a short spread, especially considering travel, Matt. But off the pause, I'm leaning towards the Bears. Yeah, I think the pause is the variable I just don't know enough about behind the scenes. Um, if I had like a good, confident report that USC has been practicing with their full collection of players, there won't be any major absences tonight. I would be inclined to lay the five and a half, five, depending on where you look. And the home court, what is like one point here? I mean, like the stands, I think are going to be at limited capacity. Empty. Probably empty. Yeah, it's going to be kind of a barren gym. You're not going to have the true juice of a typical Pac-12 home court, which historically play very strongly. I'm not sure Berkeley has any home court anyway. I, you know, I yeah, think they have like the weird steep and... bleachers. I think it's kind of a weird vibe. I don't know. It's just the no gyms that have the funky Cal. arrangements. Yeah, no offense to Cal. It's a fine institution. Fine uh, we institution. were all too dumb to go there. Fine um, institution. Yeah, that's, that's saying something. You're all much too dumb to go there. Uh, hey, Jim, it's chat mob time. You are our czar. Please start spewing out the questions. We'll, uh, we'll hit them. Yeah, I don't know if we need to go rapid fire. Kai, let me know if you got places to be, but we've got a lot of questions. I roll. That's that's going to be. It's a one K special show, Kai. You're sticking Kai around for the full. Hall. We had like eighty chat mob questions yesterday. I was trying to be efficient for the boys. Okay? We have a lot today. We have a lot today, and we're going to start off with a question from Ray Pies. He asked before the show even started. We love that, mm-hmm. Kai. You're getting it. Okay. Bryant is headed to Wagner in the Ooh. battle of the top two teams in the preseason NEC polls. Yeah. Wagner has separated themselves a little bit so far, but. Does that make the spread a little too high? Bryant's taking some money. I think the spread's way too high. Yeah, I, too I'm, high. I lean towards Bryant. Um, there's no way this spread would have been this way opening day of the season. Uh, yeah, Wagner's been awesome. Bryant's been questionable. They've kind of let worse teams hang around. I think they're really up for this game. I, I do lean towards Bryant. Love Bryant. And Bryant, at some point, the threes are going to start to go in. The shooters yeah. are too good. Peter Kiss is shooting. Like Peter 20%. Kiss is very good. He's just missing. Right. Yep. Uh, so yeah, lean towards Bryant. Not too amped about it. We have we, we love Wagner long term, so we're yeah. not really like, yeah, absolutely excited. Mm-hmm. We we'd love the the Wagner by four win would be perfect. For yeah, us. it'd be great for our conference futures and our yes, <laughs> yep. agree. All right, second one from Ray UT Arlington at Georgia State, Matt in the Sun Belt roster questions galore for Georgia yep. State. They're off yep. COVID pause. Uh, Elio and Suseme, the the big man, has not played yet this year. It was supposed to be close to debuting before the pause, so we don't know. Uh, Arlington's been competent in Sunbelt play, though, so far. So 
Uh, yep. do, you, do you go towards the Mavericks on the road here with, with their yeah. current form they're in? Yeah, the gut told me, my gut was telling me that that's the right side. They are 2-0 in conference play. Um, I just still think the Georgia State team is awesome when at full strength, firing on all cylinders. So I'm not going to fade them. I guess it's unlikely you get that version coming off the pause. Um, so if you're not as enamored by the Panthers as I am, I think UTA is probably the right side. Yeah. All right, Kai, you get one from the OVC uh, on our on our Action Network podcast. This was the Trash Man pick of the week, or nearly oh the Trash Man pick of the week. Uh, UT Martin at Tennessee State, two bottom 20 teams in the country from the state of God. Tennessee. I think it's going to be ugly. I kind of lean towards under, but man, yeah. it's, it's tough to get sides in Tennessee State games because they're so erratic. Yeah, Tennessee State's like the most erratic team in the country. I would not lay any points with them, so I would lean towards the Skyhawks plus five and a half. Not strong at all. We like us some Skyhawks, don't we? Ryan Ritter and co, baby. I love the coach. I love Ryan Ritter. And I definitely don't love Penny Collins, the way he's been coaching Tennessee State. Yeah, yeah. it's been K- a whack. KK Curry sure. missed last game for Martin. He's a key, key piece, so maybe keep an eye out for him if you're looking to get involved on the Skyhawks. Matt, we've got the Southland tournament going on. The, the preseason yes, we do. tournament, uh, our pre-conference tournament, Southeastern Louisiana is playing right now against Houston Baptist. But Eric Horner wants to know about New Orleans and McNeese State. This game is nearly a pick New Orleans took a little bit of money. Do you think the in our private in our private chat yesterday, Matt called the privateers the private parts, and I couldn't Love stop it. laughing because I'm a child. Sorry, uh, Howard you, Stern. Matt, do you lean towards the private parts? Uh, yes, Jim, I do like the private parts here. Um, <laughs> anything up to a field goal, oh, that's I would be like. A bad out of context clip. Yes, it will. Um, <laughs> so hopefully, when those listening on the podcast get the full lead up to the the context there, um, I just think they're the better team, and this. You know, these are games that we are hearing could actually end up counting for conference play. So I don't think teams are going to treat these like exhibitions, even though that was the initial plan. I think Nola is just categorically more talented. Um, McNeese was down Bradley, making be- or, uh, Medley Bacon, Bacon Medley. Which one is yeah, it? Medley, Medley Bacon. Bacon. Yep. The former VCU transfer, huge like rim protector. I think he's a big loss if he's not there today. I love them if he's out. I like them a lot still if he's in. Yeah, I think that's valid. Uh, Kai, I'm sorry, I'm going right back to Matt because I know he has a take on this <sighs> next game. Uh, from Matt Akers, Oral Bob headed to St. Thomas, <laughs> the absolute inferno that is the Tommies. St. Uh, Thomas. Matt, yep, I'm doing it again. St. Thomas again? Uh, yeah, I did again. So, is, um, this, do, is this the new Toledo Faders Anonymous? The yes. Tommy Faders yeah. Anonymous? Yeah. They, I, I haven't seen a team that's – it's like the best shooting team I've seen in college basketball in five years. Um, <laughs> but are they going to guard Max Aismas and Isaac McBride, former KU transfer, top 100 does, recruit, who's been kind of awesome lately, by the way? Um, I also think there's a lot of points in this game. So I kind of like the over, but I definitely took Earl Bob because I love to fade St. Thomas. I do. Yeah. I mean, both teams can score like 1.3 points per possession. Highly efficient. Defense is going to be optional to to say the least. All right, Kai, back to the Sun Belt from Ethan Sachs. Appalachian State headed to South Alabama. A little bit of roster questions here, especially for App State. We're not sure if Justin Forrest is back from COVID protocols or if they have anyone else going into them. Uh, if he's out, I kind of like South Alabama, but it's hard wait and see on that. Market seems to think he's out. It's it's up to six, which is high. If fully healthy, I think Appalachian State can hang with South Alabama, but I would not touch it without knowing if he's in the lineup. I mean, they got slaughtered by a shorthanded Louisiana team without him in the, in the lineup. So this could be a bloodbath if he's out. More Sunbelt, Matthew. Coastal Carolina and Troy. This question from Cody Shaw. Coastal's been... Pretty excellent lately, uh, covering some spreads for, I know Mr. McEwen has cashed in on that for sure. Uh, Troy's been solid too. What do you got here? 
Yeah, I think the price is right. My gut screams Coastal. Um, I just don't think Troy is as good as Coastal. It's that simple for me. I, I look at that Texas State effort, though. They went into Texas State and beat them by 15. Like, that's super impressive. Texas State is dealing with a lot of COVID That's stuff. true. So you have Nobody to put an asterisk on that. Yes. So yes. Huge you asterisk. could argue Troy's a little bit overvalued, right? That was kind of my train of thought. Um, I think Coastal's the right side. All right. Basically we're going yeah. to finish the Sun Belt because they're all getting asked, guys. Uh, and then we'll go back to the outline. So, Kai, you get from Matt Arch, Arkansas State, Red Wolves heading to Louisiana, mm-hmm. who may be closer to full strength with some, some time for the COVID guys to get back. Uh, Arkansas <clears throat> yep. State hasn't played in a while. And, and Matt pointed out that it's the first home game for the Cajuns in like a month, first road game for yeah. Arkansas State in like a month. What do you think? I don't want to bet against either team. Arkansas State's like my most profitable team of the season. They're awesome. I love them. Uh, but Louisiana is starting to become the wagon. I think that mm-hmm. we thought they'd be preseason and they've been shorthanded. Like I mentioned, they killed Appalachian State. They killed Coastal Carolina too on the road with, with guys out of the lineup. And Jim said they're getting healthier. Um, I certainly would not want to go against them right now. Yeah, I think they're going to get Omir in foul trouble, and that's bad, yeah. bad, bad news for Arkansas mm-hmm. State. So lean towards the Cajuns. All right, last one, Matt, from Luke Putnam. Little Rock at Louisiana Monroe. This game has been smashed by the market, down like almost four points from the opener. Little Rock much healthier now. We're kind of selling Monroe a little bit from where they're at. Anything for you now where it's currently at? I believe it's down to like five, five and a half. Six for six. the Rivers. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's six. I I think I'd still take it. I would. Uh, I think this game should be, I don't know, Kai, maybe you've, you've pointed this out. I may just be disrespecting Monroe. They've been pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. Watched them play against mm-hmm. SMU. I watched them play against uh, one, of, one of their first Sunbelt games. But man, Little Rock could be a lot better. Like had a, just a different team now healthy with marriage back. They got Myron Gardner back last game at key guard. They didn't have any guards basically until two weeks ago. So yeah, they're going to be a lot better really quick. Yep. Agreed. Just a, the, a, the classic, like tanked 50 to hundred spots in Ken Palm and, and in the market too. Yeah. So they should raise up. All right. Back to the outline, Matthew Kenray asked about SMU Cincinnati. It's on the outline. So we'll hit that same with this CUSA game that we're getting back to. Yep. Conference USA starts off our second stanza of the outline. Jim, I'm going to you. I know you have a strong take in this one. North Texas, the mean, mean green are hosting the Blazers, a team that we've faded probably too much to start the year. I was really excited to go run and bet North Texas. um, And then I saw the line and it was shaded pretty heavily that way. I am not on this game, unfortunately, but I do think the right side is the Grant McCaslin's. Jim, tell us why. That's what I'm hoping for. I think they do a lot of things that frustrate UAB, and that is namely take care of the ball and keep the game in the half court. And UAB thrives off forcing turnovers. They have a ton of athletes. They go 10 deep. A lot of guys that are excellent in pressure defense, like Quan Jackson, Josh LeBlanc, those guys are monsters pressuring the ball. So as long as North Texas takes care of the ball, and I like them to do that at home in a slower-paced game, I think they can just kind of methodically take apart uh, UAB here. And it's, it might be tough for UAB to score because they're used to getting transition points and now they're going to have to play in the half court. So Kai, yeah, I, I like the mean green. Don't love it over. I was hoping minus one, which was the, uh, the Ken Palm spread would be out there, but it's been bet up a little bit, but I still like the mean green riding with yep. Caslin. Both teams rock. Uh, UAB still is an outside shot and at large, certainly a win at North Texas would, would pad the resume significantly, but North Texas won six straight, including one at Wichita. They allowed 0.83 points possession in that game. Their defense is just freaking awesome. It's a pace battle, Matthew. 
UAB wants to run or Texas wants to slow it down. I think UNT can control the pace here. Uh, they have no games this season that have hit 70 possessions. Only two D1 games have gone over 65. And last year, Matt, these two teams played twice. They played a 64 and a 57 possessions. But UAB swept them and beat them pretty handily. Um, it's going to be a fun game to watch if you're into like good basketball, not just offense, offense, offense. Uh, I, I tend to think McCaslin gets it done, but I'm scared to keep fading UAB. Yeah, their defense is terrifying. It really is. Um, but I think you're hoping for slash banking on McCaslin having something up his sleeve to combat the pressure, you know, some sets or families of plays, whatever, to to try and run offense away from Quan Jackson to get good matchups, not going at their huge bigs up front. You have to be smart to be UAB, man. That's just a terrifyingly athletic and in-your-face defense. And I think McCaslin's one of the few coaches who probably has the chops to draw it up. So uh, gut leans Jim's wife, unfortunately. I'm just tired of losing money fading against UAB. All so right, we'll stepping in with it. breaking news, Matthew. Uh, Jared Grasso not coaching for Bryant today. He is <laughs> out with covid Hopefully that's not going to hit their roster to uh, their their assistant taking over is Phil Martelli Jr. So hopefully he can oh fun uh, be be the yeah. the guy we need in that position. But don't love that. Uh, probably wouldn't be emphatically backing Bryant at the lower number that it's mm. at now. I'm thinking nope. Still don't love it, it but still t- still take it. They're not. A, they just kind of go and play Bryant. It's not like an overly <laughs> complex system. Like I'm not diminishing what Grass was built there, but it's very much like a autopilot hit go and then they go do their thing. Um, all right, back to the outline here. We're staying, or not staying in, we're staying patriotic, I should say. Uh, the American Kai, Cincinnati hosting yeah. SMU. The Pony Express is at full speed now, baby. I finally got back on board the last two games. Um, they seem to have it click, and they got down early to UCF, but then came charging back. This spread's awfully short, though, um, at Cincinnati, a team that's played like a, a fringe top 50 team for most really of the year lately. so far. I guess lately they started to fall back, though. I think they're laying two right now. What do you make of this matchup? Yeah, SMU hasn't lost since November 22nd. That's eight straight wins, six straight covers. Cincinnati has the worst ATS record in the American, 4-7-2, and they're one and six against the spread the last seven games, Matt. I don't know what's up with our Cincy Bearcats, a team that we were higher on than uh, the consensus heading into the year. Uh, it's a brutal shooting team, Jim. Maybe that's the problem. 28% from deep, that's not great. Um, if, if you're Sensi, your best chance of scoring is pounding the glass, and maybe they can do that against SMU. Maybe they have a chance. Can anyone stop Kendrick Davis? I think that Julius is a good on-ball defender. That's a tall yeah, order. Options. I am leaving the Cats at home, but I don't see any reason to step in front of the SMU freight train quite yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Cincinnati too. Kind of the, the problem with them is their offense is constipated. It's it, they have had some major issues scoring. Like even Tulane, some X-Lax. has been scored on by everybody. Like Memphis without Duran and Williams, East Carolina scored on them pretty much at will, and Cincinnati couldn't do it against them. But I do think uh, this is a little bit of the, the buy low sell high thing where SMU's been terrific. I'm nervous about getting in front of that, but I, I do lean towards the Bearcats. I think the team's too competent to continue this string of really bad performances. Jim, I agree. Kai, I also agree. I have no profound takes here. Let's just continue chugging along. The price is right. Matchup, you could make cases both ways. Um, Illinois, Maryland. We're going to the big bad 10. Another big spread for Maryland. We said before the, uh, was it Wisconsin or Purdue game? The uh, Wisconsin game. No, Purdue. I'm blanking on who they just played last. Uh, or Maryland played very, Iowa. Sorry. Iowa. Thank you. Iowa. 0 for 2. Um, Maryland looked pretty competitive there. Um, I think we have to take Maryland a little more seriously than we thought with the in-season coaching change to Danny Manning. 
That said, man, Illinois going into Minnesota, Kai, just completely eviscerating a Golden Gophers team that we've seen be feisty mm-hmm. in those dog <clears throat> spots. Uh, I think they're on a different planet right now. I think Illinois is a dark horse, Big Ten title contender. Uh, I lean that way, even at, even at a big number in this game. I'm not even sure it's dark horse. They're three and zero in the Big Ten, and preseason we probably would call them a contender for sure. Uh, but Maryland, their road effort against Iowa, their first true roadie under Manning was impressive. They led the Hawkeyes by five in the second half. They eventually lost, but they covered. It's a giant spread. 11 points is a lot, man. Maryland's 0-2 in the Big Ten. They need this win. Can they slow down Kofi Coburn? They do rebound well. They play good interior defense. Maybe Manning throws some zone in there. But the key guys will hop. That's a guy I didn't have last year against Kofi. Kofi put up 20-10 and 10 on Maryland last year. But the Terps only lost by three, Jim, at the real Assembly Hall. And they didn't have Eric Ayala in the lineup. I think Maryland's too talented to be a double-digit dog here, even against Illinois. I lean them at 11. Yeah, I, I'm so conflicted that it's. I'm just. I kind of passed over this game. Like since December first, guys, Bart Torvik, Illinois is number one in the country, best team in the land. They've been incredible. They don't miss threes. Uh, that's that's a fairly helpful statistic for them. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean Wahab helps, but Kofi is still like Matt calls him college Shack. He can probably still get his. Yeah, get he'll his get inside. his for but, sure. Um, so yeah, like. Don't want to get in the way of Illinois, but I do think Maryland is a feisty dog right now. They've got some some versatility and have uh, kind of made me look stupid uh, when I said it was too low at Iowa. So, um, yeah, stay away from me, Matthew. I hope you have something stronger. I don't. I'm a little bit worried about some Illinois shooting regression, but man, I I don't think like Plummer's a he, he's a really good shooter. I just don't know if he's a 50% shooter. I think Grayson's yeah, is. really a cheater. I don't think he's, he's a 50% shooter. Plummer's the best shooter in the country. <laughs> Like I, actually, all right. Yeah, I guess I to, by is. this point, he makes everything I watch. So it's hard for me to refute that take. Um, yeah, I started right, just, under, but I hate getting in the way of that three point shooting. <laughs> yeah, did that at the Mizzou bragging rights game, and I think it was like ten to eight in the first minute. So um, it learn a lesson. On, it held on at Minnesota, but only because Minnesota couldn't. Minnesota score. just stopped. Yeah, stop scoring. All right, last game here on the outline. A rather lackluster performance, and I mean that with all due respect to Colorado, but just kind of a tough year this year for the Buffs, Kai. Uh, but we know they are tough at home. Yeah. Historically, one of the best home courts in college basketball. Uh, elevation should play well. I don't know how strong the crowd is going to be tonight. I'm going to guess average to slightly below average. So, I mean, Probably. the home court's, I think, a key part of this handicap. That's why I'm over-probing it to start this uh, intro here. I like the Wazoo, the fighting Cougars on the road. Mm. What say you? Or In an ordinary year, this spreads nuts. Minus one and a half at Boulder against Washington State. That's mm-hmm. insane. Uh Colorado, though, is probably worse than Washington State this year. They haven't played since the 18th of December, so you're getting another team coming off a pause. And they have one top 100 win uh, per Ken Palm, which is Stanford. Not impressive. But, Jim, Washington State's been super inconsistent, too. They've basically totally blown their at-large chances, haven't had a single resume-building game. I think Colorado keeps them off the glass, gets to the line regularly. I'm leaning towards the buffs, small, uh, small spread. Yeah, I kind of think Colorado stinks, and I don't know if I've caught up to how much they stink. So I lean towards Cougars. Could be. Um, they, they, I mean, they've had some disappointing home losses, no question. And they may have already played themselves out of that large consideration. But I'm sure they're not thinking that. They're going to be a little bit desperate. Uh, I lean towards the Cougars. Matthew, your boy, Kyle Smith, Data Raid. I just think Colorado is not very talented this year. Back no, it's... Yeah, back right. I think there's a few teams we've talked about. If you don't have consistent guard play, you're just going to be prone to wild in-season swings, and generally, just you're probably going to underperform. And that's been Colorado in a nutshell this season. And your frontline 
strength, which holds against some matchups, will not against Washington State. Um, with you know FA and and uh, Deshaun Jackson, I mean the Wazoo have big big time size in front, and I think Jamar out the Wazoo, out the Wazoo, very good, Kyle, <laughs> very good. I think Evan Batty and Jabari Walker struggled to get theirs, and I certainly don't trust yeah. that backcourt to to make up for the to pick up the slack. Um, so again, sorry, nothing there for us. Hey, chat mob, round two. We'll have some hot takes in this one. Let's go, Jim. I forgot I kind of like the over Washington State, Colorado, but Colorado can't score. So maybe that's a, a dumb, a fool's errand. Uh, all right. Yeah. Chat mob, plenty of questions to get to. Kai, starting with you on the extra board in the Big South. Radford headed to USC Upstate. This question comes from Ryan Abramowitz. Oof, Man, I don't know. Neither team has been playing, has played in a while. It's hard to get a feel for either team right now, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess I lean Upstate at home, but. I got like no feel in this game. Probably the the game I had the least feel on, Jim, in the entire slate today. It's pretty close hey, to it for me too. Hey, quick uh, breaking news here from our secret source: um, Bryant, Wagner, both at full strength today. So if you're concerned about other absences, besides for, the coach, besides the coach, if you're concerned about player absences, don't be. They will both be at full strength. Confirmed right here. Hit Bryant with a hammer. Boom. The secret back source, baby. That's the the first appearance of the secret source, but certainly not the last. He'll be making a few more. I, I'm I'm inclined to believe. Yep. Uh, all right, Matt, to you again, another Southland one from Matt Catanacci. Nickelodeon, Nickel State, playing Nickel State. incarcerated word. I really like that. In the, uh, <laughs> incarcerated word. Incarn- incarnate word. Matt, your favorites. You love incarnate. Uh, are you backing them today? Is it big dog on a neutral? Well, I've been incarcerated in the incarnate word trance all year. Um, it's a big spread and obviously early conference games. Come down. Teams. Um, it's come down. Some people are. Jumping on the old man wagon. It's a not many people are on. It's basically me and a few other random whales who apparently see value here. Nichols has come down in, in conference play the last two years. They've been like a wagon outside of conference, and then they've been really good in conference, but they haven't been as dominant. They're not as good as like a large favorite. I still lean in Carnot Word, but I lean in Carnot Word every game, Jim. So I don't know what that means. Yep. Uh, all right. Did you like Carnot Word? Yeah. A couple of whack games to get to here. Kai, you get one from Pete. Stephen F. Austin headed to Abilene Christian. Man, I, I, you and I, I think, said it last game. Like, yeah, backing Abilene seems like fun. That team is awesome, they're feisty, awesome. but they're playing an old Southland foe here. I think maybe that those juices carry over from the rivalry. Maybe the Lumberjacks hang around. This feels a tad high to me. Yeah, someone in the chat might have said this game's canceled, but I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything yet. So if that's the case, this is useless. But six and a half seems high. I don't want to go against Abilene. Um, SFA without Roddy Ware is slightly worse. So I'm, I'm staying fully away. I think I bet SFA last year, Matt, against Abilene and Abilene waxed them. Like it wasn't even yep. close. Uh, so yep. I'm staying full away from Abilene. Keller said how they are excited for this game. They have a bad taste in their mouth from last year. I don't know if that helps you from a motivational standpoint. I still don't trust SFA to handle the ball against ACU's pressure. And I think they turned over like 23 times in that first matchup. Kai is probably the one where you on the wrong side. I did take yeah. Stephen F. Austin, all that said. So the line's pretty high. All right, Matt, another one in the whack. Sam Houston State at Tarleton State. Tarleton. Do we like the Texans as a favorite? I feel like that's kind no. of the spot we're not as <laughs> big a fan, but Sam Houston's been kind of bad this year. Yep, it's short enough to where I lean that way, Jim, but not going to take it. Um, and Tarleton still has some personnel roster question marks for a team that basically plays seven guys. They're down one or two, or one or two are just gimpy and not at full strength, and that could really, that could snowball in a hurry. So hard to stay away. Yeah. All right, Kai. Another disgusting game. I'm sorry. You're getting trash thrown your way. How dare you? Uh, from Stephen Peck. North Dakota at Omaha. 
Yeah, it's terrible. Can Omaha be laying points to anybody? But can North do you like bet on North Dakota against anyone potentially down Nero and Suker? Ugh, I don't know. If Suker and Nero are still out, you cannot bet on North Dakota full stop. If Omaha is laying points, you cannot bet on Omaha full stop. So the answer is stay away. That's it. Yeah, fair. I don't have much there. Yeah. Uh, Matt Akers asked about Montana State, Idaho. Kai, do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to holster until best bets? That's up to you, man. What do you think? Uh, holster. All right. A lot of chat questions, though. Great. I want to, I want to tease him. Uh, Matthew from Matt Arch, St. Francis at St. Francis. That is Pennsylvania at Brooklyn. Anything for you here? Lean the red flash, but nothing strong. I just, in general, am a little bit lower on this uh, Terrier squad than I have been years past. I don't, I don't, I look at their best players. I'm like, you guys couldn't get on the floor for a bad Mac and a bad other, I forget what, who the other uh, Mac and Mac and Mac school uh, with Emily and, and, um, whatever his Cubbage. name is. Yeah. I, thank you, Jim. God, they I both, they like, both missed last game. I think they're going to be back, but you don't know for sure. I love the red flashes are both out, but yeah, that's a right. Um, red flash. Thank you, Jim. You just carried me on that breakdown. So I appreciate you. You're welcome. Uh, Kai, I'm giving you a fun one because you deserve it. <laughs> yes. uh, Southeast Missouri state added to Belmont right, monster cool. total up in the clouds near 160. Yeah. I've already seen Simo get blown out by one IV or one OVC power. Does it happen again? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Belmont blows them out. Now I didn't put my nuts in the line. I didn't take this game actually, but my, my gut says that they blow them out. And Matt, as you're pointing to the over. Yeah. I don't see how you can't, or I don't see how you bet the under first of all, that, that Murray state game went to like 180 points. This could be the exact same thing. Now Belmont maybe has a better shot at stopping Southeast Missouri state, but their offense has been good. Demo can score. They got like, they, DJ they, can shoot, they can score. No question. They just don't guard anything. So lean Belmont, lean over. Yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, Matt, you get another one. I, I, I think I would have answered the way Kai did about upstate Radford, where this game I have almost no feel for. Uh, Binghamton and Albany. Tell me Ooh, you have something lucky. here on teams that I, I don't have a lot going for. Um, I think Eileen Albany. Uh, Binghamton's actually been pretty good lately. I know they were without John McGriff last game, the former St. John's transfer, who's like, like the team looks different without him. He's just like a up speedster, and they don't really have speed without his presence on the floor. Uh, Albany's been tough, though, man. A lot of freshmen. They're trying to kind of work on the young guys. It's definitely like a rebuild, retool year. It's a team you can't really trust. I still lean their way, though. Opening conference or uh, early conference game. I like the dance. Right. We are pivoting to rapid fire because we still have like seven questions to get to. So, Woo. Kai, hit me with your quick takes here. Just kept quick impressions from Ethan Sachs. UC San Diego getting six on the road at Riverside. Yeah. My first question is who's out for Riverside? Cause the movement makes no sense. I lean towards Riverside minus six. Yeah. It was a little low to me too. If, if Riverside's full strength, I might be in on them. Yep. Matt, Even coming off pause, by the way. Good. Go ahead. Two from Jay rush. Uh, you're getting both of them. Cause okay. why not? Uh, Rice at middle Tennessee and grand Canyon at UT Rio Grande Valley. Uh, a lot of questions here with, with especially the rice game, middle Tennessee is coming off a pause is maybe, is this middle Tennessee at rice? I might have that. It's at yeah, rice. rice is at rice is hosting. Okay. Yep. I like rice and I like UT Rio Grande Valley who is getting healthier as well. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Middle Tennessee's been a freaking wagon. Really good. Really good. Very good. Hopefully off a pause. They're really, not really quite as sharp. Uh, Kai, another one in the whack from Griffin Hatton, Seattle at your whack school in Chicago. Yeah, the Cougars of Chicago State, are they a live dog? I don't know if they're live, Jim, but 10 points. I'm actually leaning towards Chicago State. It, it's crazy to say they're 10 and 5 against the spread. Yeah. 10 and 5 against the spread. 
it's Chicago it's hard to hard to keep up with the fact that they're not mega incompetent. It's impressive. Yeah. And they're also super feisty at the end of games. Like if yeah. they're down 12, they're going to foul and, and try to get back in it. So that also helps the over. I think that's important yeah, for Chicago point. state overs. Uh, Matt, Austin Raley, Mount St. Mary's at LIU. I like the under here a little bit. Yes. Mount coming off a long pause. Both teams with immense size. Mount coming off pause, as you mentioned. I think their offense is going to be definitely soul-searching to start. And LIU, not as like prolific offensively because of their lack of guard play. I like the under, too. Yeah. Uh, another one up in the America East region. Kai, Matt Catanacci, NJIT at UMass Lowell. Mm-hmm. This, this, this another one could be kind of ugly with defenses better than offenses. Yeah, man, six points. I know NJIT has been brutal this year without Cooks, but that seems like a lot of points. I'd probably in their way. Lowell's had some personnel issues lately and never really know who's in for them. So I, I probably just rather stay away. Yeah, Connor Withers was out last game. He's, he's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, one of our punching bags this year, Wright State, and the fact that they don't really play defense. They're hosting UIC, who hasn't played in a while. Uh, do we think UIC is a live dog given the issues that Wright State has had? Yeah, I think Luke Yaklich team is always a potential surprise as an underdog and and unsuspecting spots. But man, I don't know. Coming off pause, that team doesn't really have a lot of offensive firepower either. Their best player is Damari Franklin, basically a Tennessee Tech up transfer. Um, so it just kind of gives you a state of the program and talent that they have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kai, Louisiana Tech at UTEP from Luke. I think we all kind of like the minors. Yeah, yeah, leaning towards the minors. That hasn't really worked out for us this year, guys. Like, no, it, it doesn't feel like UTEP's covering many games. And three and no. a half is short against arguably the best team in the conference with apologies to UAV. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm leaning minors, but not excited about it. This is their game. They're getting this game. We'll see. We'll see. Game. Uh, all right, last one is from Matt Akers, Montana at Eastern Washington. I lean towards Montana. I think they get a big road one here. They've been good as a favorite this year. Obviously, it's a very slight favorite, but uh, lean their way. Okay. Let us get to best bets. I know at least one has been revealed so far. Um, Matt's, Matt's Don's. Uh, but mine is UCLA, Long Beach State, the over. Uh, the first two times these two played, they had 80 possessions and 179 points. And Good. neither one has played a D1 game in like three over three weeks. Uh, Beach did get on the court last night against Westcliff. But I think both coaches are like, we just want to play. Let these guys go. Let them go. have a little bit of time to get back on the court and, and get up and down. And then we'll focus once we get actually to conference play. So I like the over number right now is 143 at Bet River. So that is what I will lock in. Uh, Kai, what about you? Hey, Idaho plus 10 and a half is my best bet. They suck, but they don't suck as bad as they used to suck, guys. They're the best ATS team in the big sky. That's right. Idaho is the best ATS team in the big sky. They're seven and two. Uh, they beat South Dakota State straight up. That's all you need to know. Long layoff, unfortunately, it's always scary. Montana State, not as good on the road. I like that angle. And Matt, I don't mind taking a double-digit home dog that can shoot like the Vandals if they have a chance to stay in this one. Heck, I'd say they have a chance to maybe win this game, Matt, but I'm not going to go that far. I'm not Maddie Moneylines. I'm just going to take the points here, plus 10 and a half. I think you have the right side there, Kai. I'm just a little Ah, bit shook because I took a big old swing at South Carolina two nights ago and then South Florida last night. You thought I had the right side in that one, Matt large home dogs facing like really good teams. The home court just doesn't have the same influence when the spread's bigger, right? Like a plus five spread, the home court really can get behind in a close game, but when it's already mm-hmm. at double digits, the home court, you don't really lose the, the value. There. That's my interesting thought. Matt. Think about that. Yeah. What that marinade. I'll think about it. I wish Kai had to act out his, uh, his mascot and he'd have to like spray paint his walls. What is, what is a vandal? 
like, like, like a robber. I'm thinking vandalizing. I'm, I'm going with that direction. Like a, so. like a thief. Uh, well, I'm going with the Don of Data, Todd Golden and his Dons as they host, not sorry, not host, but they will be meeting Loyola Chicago and Salt Lake City at a fine community minutes. college venue. Starts in 15 minutes. Get in and now. Don's at any price, when, which they're a dog. I think it's at any bad. price. At any at price, any price that they're a dog. So bye, bye, price. bye. <laughs> um, all right. That's it, Matt. Sign us off. Yeah, we are off tomorrow, folks. Correct. Check it on the schedule, I believe. And then we are back at 1015 Central, uh, 1115 Eastern on Saturday. And I think we're also on Sunday at the same. No, we're actually off Sunday. So Saturday. Yep, get your Just Saturday. Up. You'll be without yep. us tomorrow, without us Sunday. So. I mean, I know you'll be having some withdrawal symptoms there. Make sure to join us Saturday. We'll have a big slate, break it all down for you. Again, thank you everyone for subscribing. Our milestone of 1,000 is uh, feels good, and we could not have done this without you. But hey, now just the beginning. We've got to keep it going forward. Uh, good luck tonight, folks, on all your bets, and come back and join us Saturday morning.